Kia ora and welcome to episode 27 of the Kiwi Running Show, brought to you by Tempo Fits. I'm Hamish Meacham, and as always, alongside me today, Hayden Sherman. And I've got to say, your voice is very deep and and smooth and round it's, this morning. <laughs> it's because I'm having this delicious uh, chocolate frappuccino. Oh man, that from, looks amazing! Uh, from Starbucks. So I just uh, <laughs> did a bit of a coaching session down at Mission Bay. It's a beautiful morning here in Auckland. The weather has been absolutely stunning. So I, I ran a, a plyometric session with. Uh, one of my athletes, Keegan. Nice. Um, and then while he was doing his warm down, I nipped over and grabbed a frappuccino <laughs> and then uh, ran up here. So that, that Brilliant. I hope that explains the um, unusually deep voice. Maybe I'm just putting it on. Yeah, uh, maybe. Like, uh, uh, peacocking or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're putting it on because uh, we have some very fast runners in the country, some young yeah. runners. And so maybe you're just trying to um, preserve your manhood while yeah, these young bucks yeah, yeah, are yeah. tearing up the scene. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, man, you said last week, uh, go down to the the secondary school nationals and you'll be um feeling well and truly uh proud of our uh, our young people and man um they definitely they definitely proved it yeah they definitely so did I, I was down there on the weekend um and it was nothing short of inspirational yeah and some of the performance like there's always great performances at this meet it's <clears throat> the biggest athletics meet in new zealand but this yeah. year some of the some of these results that we're going to talk about soon were amazing. But before we get to that... Yeah, we've got some other big yeah, re- results too. Yeah, yeah. And so, look, oh, oh, and coming up on the show, yes. we, we do have the um, Malai brothers. I hope I've got their pronunciation we'll find right. Out soon. Yeah, interview with them. So that'll be very cool to hear from. But before we get to that, um, let's jump to the two big trail races on in the country. The first... Should we start with the goat first? Yeah, we'll start with the goat, um, a personal favourite of mine. And I've mentioned before that, you know, it's, it is a, it's a run. It's, it's part of the athletics running family. But um, the times, looking at the times, this really drives home the fact that this is not your average run. So the winner on the men's side... Um, Matt Ogden, 20-kilometre run, so less than a half marathon, ran it in 158.25. So that really tells you a lot of what you need to know about how extremely hilly and tough this course yeah. is. So, um, second, Gene Beveridge, who was actually really close behind, less than a minute behind, which for this event, super close. Uh, Daniel Clendon in third in 206. And then on the ladies' side, Sabrina Grogan ran uh, 226.01, Followed by Corin Smith and Florence Van Dyke. So nice, yeah. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of the finishers. This is one of those uh, events that sells out every year. It is. Has twenty seventeen already sold out? <laughs> no, no. They uh, when do they put the tickets on sale? Usually around March or something. So okay, uh, stay I've, tuned. I've got a group of friends. We're all we did it. Oh God, it's, I think it's three years ago or two years ago now. Uh, yeah, it's two years ago. It's just before I met my partner, Kelly. Um, and we're going to go back uh, and do it again. Um, it is one of those events that that people tend to go back to. It is in an absolutely beautiful part of New Zealand. If you want to challenge yourself and, and you know run a truly unique event, the GOAT is, is worth checking out. Awesome. Very cool. Also in Hanma Springs, just a little side note, we had the Hanma Holiday Homes Alpine Marathon. Yep. Um, that sounds very appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. Do you get a free holiday, holiday home, home for I the winner? So. That, that'd be a if good prize, actually. Yeah. Far out, yeah. 
Um, so Robert Loveridge took out the marathon in 2.56, followed mm-hmm. by Stu Cottom and Dan Reynolds. Yeah. And then in the ladies, I think we had Kerry Simmons in 3.27, and then in second, Rach Jamison and Rosie Hay. Yeah. So And there was also a half in there with a pretty fast time from yeah, Stephen Blackwell in 1.14. Funny, looking at the half times, it makes you think the marathon must have a different course that's much hillier because the half comparatively fast in 114 for Stephen Blackwell. So yeah, good running and um, looks like a good event to keep an eye on. But the yeah. the big the big news in the off-road scene was the Kepler Challenge. Yeah. I, yeah. And I looked at these results uh, the, the day after the race and I was just blowing away. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely the, amazing. The game is changing eh, in the mm. trail ultra running world. We're getting a lot of guys coming up, not just from the marathon, but from the 1500 and yeah. um, a lot of track runners translating over to these these longer, hillier yeah. races. So yeah. it's well, exciting. There's a lot going on in the sport. It is. You, you've used the right word. It's, it's an exciting scene to be involved in yeah. and, and incredibly competitive. Like, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I, I um, we, We're obviously aware of guys like Matt Carroll and Kieran Fayette, here in Auckland, we've had them on the show before. Um, I knew they were going down and kind of thought, oh, yeah, these guys would be solid top five, if not top three for Kieran. Um, no, not even close. Like, yeah. the depth of the field was just amazing. And, you know, given that huge congratulations has to go to the winner, Sam McCutcheon, who ran the 60 kilometres in four hours and 54 minutes. Ooh, so he, he beat in Vargin Armstrong. Yeah. Vargin is a seasoned international ultra runner. Um, you yeah. know, he's 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 uh, domestically been one of, if not our best guy for the last half a decade at least. So, I mean, that's a huge win there. Um, and then in third place, we had Dominic Shannon, yeah. Do- old Dom Shannon, who, if you don't know, is was uh, one of New Zealand's most decorated juniors. He went over to, I believe, Providence. Yep. College. Uh, he's run under eight minutes for 3,000 metres. He's run four minutes flat for the mile. He is a speedy, speedy dude. Yeah. Um, and he's been beaten soundly by a couple of off-road specialists. So, well, absolutely still re- amazing. It's still reasonably close. I mean, Sam had six minutes on Vargin and then one minute back to Dom. Um, but I've, I've got to say, like... This race is not flat. It's it definitely is a true trail race. And yes. um, Sam living in Wellington, um, I imagine running along the the trails out the back of Wellington. There's trails galore, and there's a reason Wellington's produce many uh, yeah. world mountain running champs. And so yeah. I'd imagine that's played into his favour a little. It has. And look, look. I mean, I'd indulge me for a bit because I'm going to go down the list and pick out the names I know. Fourth place, Andreas Romanos, who only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, won a major trail race, the Tarawera yep. 50. Um, Matt Carroll in eighth place. You know, he's just off the back of a 2.35 marathon. Um, Kieran Fayette, uh, you know, 10th place, and he's a 2.30 marathoner. That's yeah, just crazy. Absolutely mad. You mentioned someone 
before. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Tom Hunt, he's one of my Wisley teammates. He's been training the house down, sort of doing well over 100 mile a week. Um, and he finished, I think, in 16th. I don't have the results yeah, in front of me. 16th place. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is still a really it's solid great, run, but, but it, it shows it just, just the depth yeah. that to make the top 20, you've got to be doing logging big, big miles yeah, and it's taking it pretty amazing. seriously. It's not just a little race you tag on at the mm. end of the year anymore. Yeah. And this women's field, I think this field will, will go down as the strongest uh, ultra field um, of the year. So on the women's side, Anna Frost, who again, super uh, well-performed, really experienced international ultra slash off-road runner, part of uh, Team Selman running. Um, she's returned home to take this one out in 6.07.03. Ahead of Mel Aitken, who we had on the show last week and Emma Perron in third place so you know and again I'll go down that list to ninth placed uh Dawn Tuffery um so 40 minutes back in ninth place Dawn's a, a national 100 kilometer champ she's you know been overseas on New Zealand teams I think she's either won or finished quite high up in Tarawera so just absolutely amazing. And the, cool. the, these people down in Kepler must be doing something really, really well to get these yeah, quality yeah. runners showing up. Yeah. It's really awesome. And we did actually try to arrange a um, arrange an interview with the organisers. Um, but quite classic. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not like this sort of big organisation race promoters. Um, the guy who I was in contact with spends most of his time out of cell phone range and um, didn't have Skype on his computer. And, yeah. uh, and so that's cool. I, I, I love that. And um, it, it's a small, small town thing doing big, big town stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, keep it up, guys. It's a really cool event on our calendar. Um, yeah. 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 Really, really good. So, yeah, excellent stuff. And look, we're, we're due to go to an interview in five minutes. Do we soldier on and uh, do a quick recap of the uh, secondary schools events? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. All yeah. right. I'll um, dig straight into it. Yeah, and let's get straight, straight into it. Tell us your tell us your number one highlight, Hayden. Oh, number one? Um, you tell us uh, your well, number one. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to send a t- quick text to our interviewers yeah, yeah, and tell yeah. them Look, a little bit I'm going to go away from the running. Um, and, uh, you know, previously, early in the days of the show, we joked about this being the Kiwi Shop Put show because we talked about Val and uh, Jacko and Tom so much. Uh, there's a new name on the Shop Put scene, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Ballantyne, and I believe he's from uh, Takapuna. Uh, you know, he put up the top performance of the final day. He's thrown the world's best throw for an athlete under the age of 18. He's got the 5K sheet. 5kg shot put out to 21.66 which might not mean much but that is a meter 45 further than tom walsh could throw with a 5kg shot put at at a similar age yeah yeah. and tom walsh finished where in the olympics third third so that that's an amazing performance so We've still got, behind Jacko Gill's Still behind Jacko. Jacko hasn't quite made that adjustment to the senior yeah. level. Well, you know, he made the Olympic final, so he's he's yeah, there or yeah. thereabouts, to yeah. be fair. But um, Ryan Ballantyne has obviously seen what these guys are doing, seen that that if you put in the work, there's no reason you can't make it to the top of the world. And, um, you know, this performance, 21.66 with a 5kg shot put, 
that kind of shows that he is tracking towards that world class level as well. Which yeah. to me that's that's super exciting. What what did you uh pull out from the weekend? Yeah, well I would say the, the senior boys three K uh on the road, the three thousand meters. Uh, yep. five guys track. yeah, yep. five guys eight twenty two or faster. Yeah. Um, and just to put this in perspective, the, y- just yesterday I went down to the track and I, I did my workout and then I thought, oh, do some 400s at that, that pace that they did. <laughs> um, I only got two done. <laughs> After yeah. that, I was toast. Um, yeah. So it, it's really flying. It really yeah. is. So obviously three minutes, three minutes per K is a nine, nine minute, minutes, yeah. um, 3K. So for those who want to put this in perspective, so the winner came through in 8.16. So that yeah. he's tootling around the track in about uh, 2.45 per, yeah. per kilometre. Yeah. So that's moving. That's really moving. Um, and look, kudos has to go to our triathlete uh, slash runner Dan Hoy. Yeah. He made this race. Absolutely. He got on yeah. the start line. He looked around at all these track specialists and said, I'm not going to leave this to the last 200. I'm going to I'm gonna see who's got the biggest balls. Yeah. And he absolutely just smashed. <laughs> he went for it. He Seriously. went for it. And he's dragged these guys through to every single one of them has posted a huge PB. Uh, the winner, Nick Millay, has, um, has smashed the New Zealand Secondary School's uh, record. So you I know, think he broke the um, sorry, under-17 record. New Zealand under-17 record, yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, it... it Okay, and he was only I hate, one second off. I hate off to the... give a, a point of ejection, but he actually hasn't because that <laughs> record belongs to Garrett Reed. It's just that Garrett's uh, time was hand timed, so uh-huh. these guys need to be aiming for eight twelve, which oh, is, okay. which is the record, uh, not not the yeah. fully automatic timed record. So, okay, I don't think the hand timing slipped up by five seconds <laughs> yeah. when Garrett was running. So. Yeah, but I guess officially they've taken a record. So yeah, yeah. So that was a super exciting race. At the end of the show, I'm going to put put on some audio. Hopefully, it works of the the last lap um, of that race, and it was classic. Uh, some great commentating, um, and some other highlights that stood out for me. If we skipped over to the the sprints, so we had yep. the double double in the seniors. So the one and yep. two hundred were. Cleaned up by the same same athlete, Nick Smith. Um, yep, Nick Smith. So he ran ten seventy one and a big PB. Yeah, uh, for the hundred meters, and then for the two hundred went twenty one ninety one, which yep. was a, basically a PB, just point zero one. Yeah, the second outside, so pulling his best on the day that it counted, and he won by quite a, quite a big margin. Yeah, um, James Guthrie Croft had to pull out um, after the semis. He was actually the fastest from the semis. Mm. Um, and in the ladies, uh, Lucy, Lucy Sheet won the 100 and 200. So she won an 11.89 yep. at, for the 100 and then 23.97, which coincidentally, that time would have qualified her for the senior boys semifinals. Yeah. And look, so that's fast. I don't want to be too disparaging, but the sprint times, particularly on the boys' side, not really that fantastic this year not when you look yeah. at the depth that we've got in distance running you know you've got to question what's going on with the with the young sprinters at the moment 1071 if you lived in the united states you'd you're not making most high school four by 100 teams with that sort of time so yeah yeah, yeah. and sprinting uh, i think as a sport is just not as big as it could be in new zealand yeah like, i, know, I, don't, I, I think would, rugby you know we yeah. can make the rugby excuse but yeah um 
I won't dwell on that too much. Anything else that stood out from you? I've, yeah. I've got one quickly. Okay, you go for um, it. Oliver Miller um, did a great double. He won the 400 and the 300 meter hurdles. Um, yep, so, so 48.55 for and, the 400. Yeah, and the better time is 37.27. He's yeah, that's quite, quite, okay. he's that's quite awesome. good over the hurdles. Yeah, He needs to get that 400 time down a, a couple of seconds. If he can do that. He's he's looking the goods over the hurdles. Yeah, so yeah, pretty good. He did that with a broken arm, by the way. He had yes. a cast on his arm. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Awesome, I was like, what's this guy up to? So yeah, yeah pretty good stuff. Um, yeah. So also we've got the interview coming out with the Mulai brothers, but um, so uh, Nick. Nick Mulai um, won the three k, got then, disqualified in the fifteen hundred. Yeah, there was a bit yeah. of argy bargy. I'm keen to ask about that. In yeah, the yeah. So he kind of saw a little gap that wasn't there um, yeah. on the inside. Tried to come through. He looked like he had the wheel, so it would have been yeah. interesting to see how they got on. But Matt Manning won the fifteen hundred, and then um, Nick Mulai's brother Tom Mulai uh, won, won the eight hundred yeah. and one fifty four. I watched so. this eight hundred with a great deal of interest, and Tom was really impressive. And I'm going to tell him this when we chat. Um, cool. He led from the very start. He controlled the race. Yeah. Um, people tr- came up to his shoulder, and he just he just ran the legs off everybody, but in complete control. Um, absolutely, he must have had a huge amount of confidence going into it. It was. Pretty impressive to watch and really awesome. classic 800 meter running. Like, yeah, yeah, it was cool. very cool to watch. Um, some other highlights: Hannah O'Connor in the the junior women's middle distances uh, for the 1500 and 3k. She repeated last year's double and won both of them. And. She won the 4K road race as well. Did she? I didn't yeah. see those results. So, she did. Wow. A, she did a triple. Yeah. Triple. Which. Um, that's a crap load of running over a weekend. Well it done. Awesome result. Um, yeah, that's a busy schedule for a young They don't team. need the road race at the... No, the road race champs. is... It's a road race. It's, <laughs> the road race is where you go if you know you're not going to do yeah. very well in the 15 or the 3K or the 800. Um, no offense to the road races. It's not... Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I don't know why I, they I need don't, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one really cares about the road race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh, well. Um, yeah, so Hannah won the 1,500 and 4.34, and then the 3K in 9.32, which is a new... Was it a junior record, or was it yes, a... Yes, no, junior record. Yeah, junior yeah. record. So 9.32 for the 3K. <laughs> That's flying. Yeah. I think that would have been fast enough to win the... It would have been fast enough to win the senior girls mm-hmm. uh, 3K, but who knows? I mean, that might have been a tactical race. Yeah. Um. So the senior girls middle distance events, we had Lily Trotter winning the 800 in 214. Then in the 1500, we had Ari Graham winning in 439. And the 3K, Catherine Badham winning in 1005. We mm. also have to mention out the, the, the fastest schools in the country, which yeah. is one of the big awards. And I, I really love the relays. So the 4 by 100 relay. So this this tells us who who's the speediest kids in the country. Yeah. Um. So the girls, we had St Hilda's Collegiate oh, take out the win. Nice. Um. I don't know where they're from. Is it Dunedin, St Hilda's? I've heard. No, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they're fast. Um. Second was Havelock North High, and mm. third Dunstan High. Oh. Then in the boys, we had Wanganui Collegiate take out the win. 
Mm-hmm. Then King's High School. Now, I don't know what King's High School... I'm guessing it's not King's College in no, Auckland. No, King's High School is in uh, Dunedin and King's College is in Auckland. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And then St. Paul's Collegiate, which again, I Hamilton. don't know. Hamilton. Yep. Okay. So, some speedy schools around the place. Yeah. Um, and got a shout out to Wanganui Collegiate. They always do. They send a huge team to this event. Always do well in the relays, and it's because of the their athletic director Alec McNabb is a bit of a legend. Coach awesome. the uh, the um, oh, who are the twins? I've forgotten their name. Van, Van Dalen yeah. twins. So amongst many other world class athletes. So yeah, yeah. So well done to all the um, all, all the students taking part in the the event. Doesn't matter if you didn't come first because um, ultimately being there is what what counts. Keeping yeah. keeping the sport going, keeping yourself in the sport, and remember that people peak in the early twenties. Yeah, so look, don't worry if you're behind if, the, the. If, if you were there, I can almost guarantee you had a good weekend. I just really encourage you if you haven't already to go down and join your local club, join in a local training group. The fun has only just started, and like Hayden says. He, you're only just at the beginning of your journey. Don't list. Don't let this weekend's national secondary schools be the end. Um, make it the beginning. Um, yeah. And and athletics is a really, it's a sport that you get out what you put into it. Um, and and so really hope that we see some of these athletes in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump over to the Mulai brothers. So with us on the phone, we have the Mulai brothers who featured very, very prominently at the recent secondary school national track and field champs. So Tom and Nick, welcome to the show. Cheers. Um, and first of all, I have to congratulate you both on, on your wins. Um, how did you guys celebrate after the weekend? Uh, we had a bit, of a bit of a big night out with the boys, I guess, just because we're all good mates and stuff. So cool. just went out to Connor Wilson's. Some of the boys had a big night and yeah. Just uh, on the lemonades and, and whatnot, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, excellent. And so, look, um, we'll, we'll kick off. We'd love to hear a little about the two of you. Um, we know that you're brothers. We know that you're from Christchurch, um, but that's about all we know. So start from the beginning. How, how did you guys drift into the sport of athletics? Oh, originally, I was a bit of a sprinter, so... I just kind of, I don't know, my mate Harrison Brown back when I was uh, probably about nine just told me to come along to a bit of distance running with Graham at Christ College and then from there I just started to enjoy it and the results started to come through a bit. Yeah, awesome. And is that the same for, uh, hang on, who was that? Was that Tom or Nick? That was Nick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What about yourself, Tom? Same story? Um, I was a little bit different. I was kind of, I, I did both. I did sprints and distance, but... I'd always done cross country, so I kind of fell into it from cross country. And we both used to do surf life saving quite a bit, so I guess that's where we got the speed from. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Very good. Very cool. Now, Tom, um, you won the the eight hundred. So um, tell yeah. us, um, tell us, kind of what your your hopes and dreams were coming into the the event. Um, like, did you see yourself as a candidate for for taking out the win? Um, yeah, I, I was. I was quietly confident but you never know in the 800 anything can happen in the blinking of eye so um yeah yeah I, had, I ran into a bit of a problem i got through the heat nice and easily and then um as i was going to warm up for the semi-final i rolled my ankle in a pothole so oh no grade two sprain you serious oh wow yeah That's before no that so i was had to ice it up and get it strapped just before the semi-final and 
luckily made it through. Like you said, adrenaline just kept out the pain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then likewise for the final, was it um, still giving you a bit of jip for that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do a warm up for the semi. I just kind of kept moving on it and. Um, likewise for the final, I didn't do my normal drills and everything. I just kept trying to move around on it, keep the blood flowing. And I think it was all right once I got to the start line, all the nerves kicked in. I couldn't really feel it that much. but Yeah, was, uh, that's excellent. And so with Tom being an 800 guy and you, Nick, being a, a bit more of a long-distance guy, like did that become obvious pretty early on when you were you know, obviously in the same training group? Have you always been a little bit faster, Tom? And Nick, you've always had a little bit more endurance? Yeah, well, I was probably a little bit quicker at the, the shorter distance when I was about 9 and 10. Yep. But then once I got into the like, longer distance, I got a bit addicted and obviously <laughs> lost a bit of weight and stuff. So, Yeah, uh, I grew in other words than he did. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's I good. Mean, if you look at us both, I'm, I'm a lot slighter than Tommy's. He's known as the steroid in our family. So. <laughs> it's on the juice. Yeah, no, it is, it is a noticeable um, difference between the two of you. Do you, you know, coming from those slightly different events, obviously you're in the same training group with the same coach. Do you do yeah. the same workouts and, and are you running together a lot or not so I mean, much? Yeah, we've got a pretty pretty big group and obviously Tom's got Ben Musson who he trains with, who's also an 800 runner now, so... He does separate kind of workouts on Tuesday and Thursday, and then I've got separate workouts with Mitchell Small yep. and a few of the other guys on those days. And then pretty much Sunday runs and just jogging, we all do together. So yep. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, very good. Now, now who's the oldest? Is uh, is Tom the oldest? No. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Awesome. Now, um, do you guys play a bit of backyard rugby or anything? And, and who, us- who usually takes out the honours? <laughs> In the well, <laughs> we're used to them, but my dad doesn't let that happen anymore because he's scared of internet. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably crunch because he was almost pretty much a first fifteen prospect this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and so are you both still involved in team sports through the winter, or is that kind of you're giving that a bit of a rest now that the athletics career is on the up? Um, I played hockey for beads from year nine until last year, and then I kind of. Realise that it's pretty hard on the joints and whatnot, so I pretty much just focused on running this year. Yep. What about yourself, Tom? Yeah, I was I was more rugby. Um, I try. I was really considering playing rugby again this year, but I was just too hard with double trainings and trying to race on the with cross country racing and playing a rugby game in the same day is pretty tough. So yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't really do both, but yeah, yeah. No, stick back to running. What position were you playing rugby? Oh, it was a bit of everything, really. I was on the wing and halfback as well. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, Nick, we have to talk through this 3K because um, it, was, it was kind yeah. of billed as like one of the, the big events of the um, the championship. It definitely um, delivered on that. It was incredibly <laughs> exciting uh, to watch. What's, you know, when Dan took off, did you have any idea that, that that's how the race was going to play out? Yeah, well, I mean, earlier on the year, we always knew that Dan's just an incredible athlete and just so much stamina and just everything. And I didn't really know how to take him down. But um, at the start of the race, yeah, we were talking in the tent and we all just discussed how we're not going to muck around a bit like the senior girls did a bit. But um, yeah, 
he had all the splits because he wanted to go for the uh, Matt Baxter's record. Yep. So we all knew he was going to go out extremely fast. So I was a bit nervous on the line because I saw he was going like 65 second laps. And yeah. I'm probably going to yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, I knew he was going to go out hard, I guess. So my plan was just to try stick on him, see how yeah. I feel. And what, you know, previous to uh, Sunday's race... Sorry, was it Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday's race. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, what was your best 3K? Uh, luckily, two weeks before in Timaru, I'd run a 8.26. That's right. We recorded nice. on yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that must have given you a bit of confidence going in that you could stick with the pace. Yeah, it gave me pretty good confidence because we had been mustn't pacing through five uh, through five laps, so 2K. Yep. And pretty much at the pace that we were expecting Dan to go at. But then after that, I kind of crumbled a little bit just because of the wind and I was a bit isolated. So Yeah, yeah. well, it seemed like you, you kind of didn't see the front of that pack until um, right near the end. So it seemed like yeah. you played a pretty good game as far as trying to avoid that wind as much as possible. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't feeling like amazing in those first two laps. I was, I was feeling a little bit kind of off the off the pace and my legs weren't really reacting. I don't know whether it was just the nerves. Yeah, but yeah. But then as James came past, I think it all just clicked back into gear and I was relaxed again, so. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's yeah. a good lesson, eh? Like, sometimes you can feel bad at the start of yeah. a race and then um, things gel and then you all of a sudden get this burst from nowhere yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that can pull you over the line. Yeah. When did you kind of feel like, was it just that last lap? You were like, oh, man, Dan's <laughs> coming backwards and there could be a win on the cards. When did it kind of occur to you that you could get uh, the win? Yeah, to be honest, it was about three laps out. I just started feeling, I don't know, just really good for some reason and my legs just felt an extra kind of gear come in. But I never really focused on Dan. I was just focusing on what was in front of me and then when the bell came, I, re- I looked up a bit and I saw him there. And I was like, oh, there's a chance. And yeah. everyone was yelling at us like, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of split second decision to kick from 300, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And obviously paid off. And so, yeah. you know, absolutely one of the real highlights of the meet. So, so well done. Now, I can't give can't give you all the attention because yeah, um, yeah. I thought Tom's race was pretty bloody impressive, mate. Um, particularly considering uh, that that little ankle problem that that popped up. Was mm-hmm. it your intention to? You know, my perspective was you controlled the race from the front. Um, was that your intention going in, just to get out and 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 take it by the scruff of the neck? Um, yeah, I was I was kind of just. Going to get in there and see how the race panned out. I wasn't really sure what the other boys would do, whether they wanted to go out hard or not. Mm. But typically the 800 finals aren't usually that fast. So I kind of got boxed in in the first 200, but then found a weak gap on the inside to get through and then just try to control the race from there. I'm yep. kind of a bit used to running at the front back in Christchurch. We, we have, I usually have Ben pacing me for the first lap and then... I've just got to do the last lap and see what I can knock out. So I was I was getting really nervous when we hit the bell and Flynn was right on my shoulder all the way to the home straight pretty much. Yeah. I knew he got good speed and luckily I just had the stamina on the day to hold him off. Yeah, well, I'd, you're kind of downplaying it a little there because it just seemed from 300 out, about every 20 metres you slightly just increased the pace a little bit and... Um, before you knew it, you were you were both at full speed, and you'd you'd got a couple of meters on him. So, 
yeah, it, it was pretty impressive to watch, mate. So, yeah, well yes. done, well done to both of you. I guess we're all keen to know what's next um, for the Mulai brothers. Um, <laughs> I, so, um, you do you both have another year in school, or, or are you graduating in the this December, or how's that looking? Um, well, I, I'm already finished school, and yep. Nick's got another year next year. Yeah, yeah. And yes, um, we're looking at America, trying yep. to go to American college. Yeah. Um, did, did you get any calls after the weekend? Yeah, Nick's had a few contacts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, look, so Tom, are you looking at taking a year off and going over together, or will you kind of lead the way and go a year before? Yeah, we're not too sure yet. We've, I've kind of thought about that. It would be good because we've got a few other guys in our group that are looking to go over and there's a few boys from Canterbury. They're quite keen. So, and yep. they're all taking a, a year in Christchurch just to work and earn some money and it could be quite cool if we all went over at the same time. But yep. yeah, I've just got to see what happens really, what offers I can get and um, just try to get my times down a bit because they like the fast times over there. So. Yeah, they definitely do. And so, so on that, what you know, what's it looking like for the rest of the summer? You know, what sort of eight hundred time would you be happy to get down to by the end of March? Um, well, a coach reckons I'm in around one fifty one, one fifty two form at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so hopefully get down around those times and maybe even get close to that one fifty barrier. I just. Yeah, I just need to get in the right race and have a few people in front that I can try chase and yep. just nail that first lap with yeah. a good pace because that's always the dictator, I guess, in the 800, whether you're going to run fast or not. Yep, and uh, avoid those gutters, um, those sprained ankles before. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely running on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things, eh? Like the 800 is, it's a lonely last lap if you don't have company or someone to pull you along. So when when yeah. you are racing in a deeper field with lots of guys running low 150, you're definitely, there is that, whether it's psychological or something physical as well, getting pulled along yeah. definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. And so, Ty, if you had to choose a second event, are you a, a 800-400 guy or an 800-1500 guy? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure, eh? My dad would probably like to say an 8 and 15, but I'd probably pick more 8 and 4, yep. to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, okay. yeah. I've done a few solid 400s on grass, but I haven't really tried one out on the track yet, and I haven't really ran a 15 in a while, so hopefully this season I'll get a few of both of them in. Yeah. Well, um, and speaking of 1500s, so the 1500 had a bit of controversy at the Nationals, uh, Nick. And, yeah, you know, initially finishing in second place and then getting the DQ, which which must have been gutting. How did that incident play out? Um, well, I think they DQ'd me on the top being like two hundred to go, where I got a little bit cut off by both Matt and Theo. But that I guess that's just tactical running. You got to expect that. Mm. And then I just put my hand on Theo's back just to balance myself. So I think that was where the DQ occurred. Yeah. But then once I came around the bend, I saw a bit of a gap on the inside of Matt to maybe try to get the double, but yeah, I probably wasn't enough gap there, and I got a little bit shunted in, into the inside of the track and stood out, so I ended up losing momentum coming in second, but yeah, ended up getting DQ'd, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a real shame. They're usually quite um, relaxed around the, yeah. the physical contact in races, so I was 
definitely surprised to to hear about that but um i'm I'm sure there'll be plenty more fast fifteen hundreds in the next few months yeah I mean I had to expect a bit of pushing and shoving with the pace I set out just nice slow I don't know what we went through two hundred but I think Apparently we closed in about 158 through 800, so oh, wow. definitely picked up a bit. Yeah, nice. yeah, and it is hard to make those calls, eh, when you're running yeah. running really fast and you've got 30 metres to the line and it's, yeah. do I take the long way or the short way that's yeah. maybe a little bit too small? But, um, yeah, awesome. Well, you guys both provided us with, um, with heaps of entertainment um, at the weekend, so thanks heaps for that, uh, but... Nick, what what about yourself? You've got one more year of school left. Have you got any thoughts about what you'd like to do in that that year coming up? Yeah. Um, obviously, I'd have to see I'm running coming into the champs next year with what if I'll double or just focus on the three k and try get Matt Baxter's record this year uh, next year. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll pro and there's also I think there's world youth, but that's in Kenya, so I'm not not a hundred percent sure whether yeah I'll be going there or not. But that would be a cool experience though. Yeah, it would be a very good experience though. So Yeah. Awesome. But, and yeah. staying on the sort of fifteen hundred three K? Yeah, hopefully. I don't think yep. I'll be going up to five K yet just to because I'm still young obviously, you don't need to be pushing those distances too yeah. early. Yeah. But hopefully I'll get a few more 800s under the belt. I haven't actually done one in a while, so yeah, would be for the 15 and the end of the 3K. So Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It, it ends up quite quickly being a really short season with uh, not that many racing opportunities. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it can be hard to get out over those other distances. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks heaps for joining the show, guys. Um, and w- lastly, we've got to ask you um, a few questions that we ask most of the people who join the show. Sometimes we forget. But um, yeah. whereabouts in New Zealand would you say is your favourite place all time to go running? Oh, God. Um, probably Wanaka, to be honest. Yeah, nice. Just the scenery and the nice trails, I guess. Can't yeah. be today. We'll take we'll take these as combined answers. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, I'd have to say that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And what has running taught you about life? Oh, that's a tough one. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you get a better outlook on life. You got to be patient in running. You got to be patient in life. It teaches you a good few lessons. Awesome. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, you learn a lot from running. I mean, it doesn't seem like much. You're just putting one foot in front of the other. And um, <laughs> as a Kenyan say, it run, run dumb. Just don't think about much. But yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. out there, it's just always refreshing getting out for a run and running along trails and training. I just, yeah, we both love training. As yeah. much as it sounds silly, it hurts, but. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the pain that we come to love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Dad always says if we use our like mind and our determination from our running into schoolwork, I mean, it, they pretty much complement each other in that kind of sense. Yeah. The mindset of working hard, I guess, it all pays off in the end. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. And what about what about food? What's the last thing you eat before a race? What's the first thing you eat after? Oh, generally just like a muesli bar, I guess, before a. Like an hour, hour and a bit before race, but yeah, I mean, we we usually follow the same eating routine, I guess. Not, yeah, 
nothing within an hour before yeah. the race and then but, yeah. just water yeah. and I tend um, to have a pretty big meal about two hours out just to fuel fuel myself, I guess. Nice. And what's your go to indulgence afterwards? Is it burgers, chips? Yeah, that's chalky milk the recovery. I mean we always do nice. that after Sunday runs, so nice. very oh, good cool. to hear. Well, thanks heaps, guys, and um, wishing you all the best for your, your running journeys over the summer and can't wait to see some more results um, this year. Yeah, very good. Thanks for your time, guys, and we look forward to keeping up. Cheers. Thank you. So, Tom and Nick Moolai, the winners of the 800 metres and the 3,000 metres at the New Zealand Secondary Schools Track and Field Champs, and, man, really good guys, and you they put a lot, lot of faith in you um, towards the... The young generation coming through. Uh, we have some awesome young runners around the country doing hard work, training the house down and getting the results as well. So Hamish has had to duck out for the rest of the episode. He's had to duck off to work, which leaves me with the chance to do a training talk on my own. And considering Hamish came in with a frappuccino while I was uh, eating my green apple this morning, I thought we could talk about nutrition. Um, and to be honest... Nutrition, I, I'm not the greatest example of nutrition when it comes to perfectly healthy eating. Um, but I like to think that I try to um, head towards a bit of balance. But in saying that, I've found this year, um, so I have I have this daily treat where I have, always have a king-sized block of dark gun and Whitaker's chocolate sitting in the in the cupboard. And I, I love that stuff. But... Um, what started as I was allowed a row, a row a day, so four pieces a day. So I'd have a couple of pieces after lunch, a couple of pieces after dinner. But then it sort of creeps up. And then before you know it, you're eating three or four rows in the day. Um, so I've kind of noticed this progression over time. And so we've actually started with Tempo Fit a little challenge called the No Treats Till Christmas Challenge. And part of that was a thing for me that I could just recalibrate my, my treatment of treats in my life. Um, rather than treating them as as treats, something that you have every so often as special occasions, rewards, whatever it might be, um, rather than something that you have a lot of frequently. So what I've noticed with myself was chocolate, um, maybe fast food a bit too, too often, um, deep fried things, all that stuff is going to go for uh, for the 30 days leading up to Christmas. So the No Treats Till Christmas Challenge is basically you start from the 25th of November through, the, through to the 25th of December. You choose the treats that you're going to drop. So that might be alcohol, it might be chocolate, might be burgers or pizza or fries, whatever it might be. Just choose a handful of them so you're not totally blocked out. But you're also going to give yourself a cheat day. So once a week you're, or once every seven days, you're allowed to have a normal Christmas party or something and go and not feel uh, like you're the total party pooper at, at the Christmas party. Um, then it's Christmas Day and you can go crazy again. Um, but basically it's a chance for us to put in some discipline into your nutrition, even though um, you're surrounded by bad food everywhere. Um, so it can be a really tough time to maintain that discipline at the dinner table or um, work functions, all that stuff. There's a lot of treats around. So even if you didn't start on the 25th of November, I'd encourage you just for the remaining three weeks that we've got to take it up. You've got three weeks. Uh, you'll have a couple of cheat days in that time. 
uh, but choose the treats that you're going to do. Um, because ultimately, my, my philosophy with nutrition, and I'm no expert, um, I'm just a running coach who um, who has a basic understanding of uh, of ins and outs, calories in, calories out, and macronutrients and all that. But essentially, if you can eat a, a balanced diet of proteins, fats, and uh, carbohydrates, most of that being good, clean, non-processed stuff, and having the odd treat, you're going to do pretty well. You're going to do 90% of the work towards a good diet. Um, so unless you've got something else going on like low iron or um, messed up sort of hormone levels or all, all, all those sort of more complicated things, nutrition can be a really simple game. And this is a chance to just get that game playing a bit more in your favor by getting on top of um, getting on top of those cravings for treats when they're becoming a bit bit less like treats and a bit more like regular food. So that's my challenge for you all. Choose those treats that you're going to avoid for the next three weeks. Take those uh, sanity days with the cheat days so you can still celebrate with your friends um, and make this time a time of positive nutritional decisions um, more than the negative ones that usually come before Christmas. So happy running everyone, stay strong and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>